This is Lead to Serve with Ed Taylor, a leadership podcast. Hey, welcome to today's edition of Lead to Serve podcast. Uh, This is the place where we want to learn how to be better servants so that the Lord can encourage us in his leadership. I know it's been a while since our last episode. I've been working on putting season three together. Uh, But today, I really believe it's important that I speak to those of you that are leading and serving in the church, perhaps even in our church, but how important it is in our recognition of how hard it is during COVID to lead. And never before, really in our generation, is there a greater need for strong, submitted spiritual leadership than now. And this podcast is loosely based upon the time I recently spent with our staff here at Calvary Church, talking through things, um, bringing about some unity, uh, dialoguing about the challenges that we've been facing. It seems like every single week there's a new challenge. Every single week there's a new difficulty. Uh, it's It seems like the political atmosphere that we're in right now, the COVID atmosphere, the the, the idea of, of feeling like the government is oppressing the church, all of that's pressing in besides the marriage issues, besides the pornography issues, besides the financial issues. There's just a lot of pressure in people's lives. And we wanted, we, we just want to continue every week be reminded by the Holy Spirit that he wants us to lead the people to the cross, to get their eyes on the Lord, not to have the message of the gospel co-opted by some other cause or some other concern, but to stay focused. So I want to invite you on this discussion that I had with the staff recently, and we started in Numbers chapter 13. I was just listening to some of the conversation going on in our staff meeting, and Numbers 13 immediately popped into my mind. And I was reminded of how we commonly remember Numbers 13 as Moses sending in the spies. That's how I refer to it all the time. Uh, The 12 spies went in, and you know, two spies came back with a good report, 10 had a bad report. So we started reading in Numbers 13, verse 25, and they returned from spying out the land for 40 days. And after they departed, came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel, the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them, to all the congregation, showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them, said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified, very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites dwell in the land, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, they're all there. And then verse 30 says, Caleb, this obviously stirred up the people because it says, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel bad report of the land, which they had spied out saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. 
All the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. They're giants, the descendants of Anak, and we're like grasshoppers in our own sight. And it's such a sad situation where these men, these spies, as we're referring to them right now, went. And it's a classic example of of the same, a group of people seeing the same thing at the same time and coming to radically different conclusions. Does that sound familiar? Here we are in the body of Christ where so much division is taking place, so much animosity, so much finger pointing, even Phariseeism, you know, you're not doing it right and you're not doing it right and you're not doing it right and you should do it this way. And, 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 and it's just stirring up the church and, and stirring up people. And it's so divisive. And we're all experiencing the same thing, but we're coming to very different conclusions. But here's the thing. These were not spies. That should not be their title. These were not spies. These were leaders, elders, from one from each of the tribe. These, weren't, these were leaders sent out to spy out the land. These, these, as we cannot forget that we are leading people. And we, maybe we have a role here and there. Our roles are changing depending on the circumstances. In this case, the role was added to these leaders to go spy out the land, but they weren't spies. They were God's men. And in the case of our application, God's men and women leading the church through a significant crisis and how careful we need to be to give good reports, to keep people's eyes on the Lord. These guys aren't career spies. They were trusted men called to be leaders to survey the land. The Bible says in verse 2, God says, send out men to spy that to the land that I'm giving them. So it really doesn't matter what they see. It doesn't matter how hard it is. Yeah, the spies are there, but God's given them. Yeah, the walls were big, but God has given them to them. God, God is going to bring victory. And time in times of change, I, I want to speak to you directly. Like in times of change, we can be easily distracted. And we can get off on topics and things that have no bearing eternally. And we can be overwhelmed by the circumstances. And we can be overwhelmed by the odds. And we can be overwhelmed by all the decisions that need to be made. Being sensitive to being distracted will then get us back on to that place where our eyes are back on the Lord and we're seeking the Lord. What is it that he wants to do? In particular, with this COVID crisis... And all the political ramifications and all the conspiracy theories and all of the things that are coming out, the, the restrictions, the requirements of masks, the court things, the lawsuits. We approached our church early on, and some of you come to our church, and I want to remind you of this. We stepped into this with three words, remember? Patience, preference, and humility. Patience, because we need to have patience with one another and other people's viewpoints and how they're viewing things and what we, we walking in the fruit of the spirit, patience, preference. We need to remember that our church is in the community for the long term, for the long game. And so if it means dying to ourselves and putting on a face covering so that we can be in a place we could be more readily used in our community and just tell our community, we care about you. We, we may not view the virus like you do or even have a political view like you do, but that's not what we're worried. We're not concerned about that. What we're concerned about is the gospel. And so will, will we put on a face covering if it means that 
the gospel of Jesus Christ can come into your life? Yes, we'll, we'll wear the mask. And then the third word, humility, I mean, everything, we, we've got to humble ourselves in order to die to ourselves. That's just the way it is that we don't think of ourselves more highly of ourselves, but we think of ourselves in light of eternity. And so recently in our state, there was a lawsuit that I read uh, where a couple of churches sued the state and they won on two points. They won on the need that, that they saw that they don't want to wear masks during services and they don't want to limit the amount of people that come to their service. And that opens up a, an opportunity for us to make a decision on what we're going to do in terms of face coverings. But, but let's just say that the lawsuit says completely 100%, you don't have to wear face coverings. And then we come to that conclusion and we say, okay, we're going to make face coverings optional, uh, which I hope to do one day. But that may stir up all this excitement. Yay, we won. We won against the state and they can't tell us what to do. But what have we won exactly? Uh, what, what have we won? What is, what is it that, are we going to have a mask burning service now? How does that communicate to the community? Uh, I have personal, whatever a person might view about face coverings and COVID, whatever a personal view is, we admit that COVID is real and that it has hurt people uh, to the point of death. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get involved in um, being a doctor or trying to be. I, I'm not. And I don't become a doctor because I read an article. I don't become a doctor because I read or watched a YouTube video. I'm just a man uh, that is a, trying to lead and pastor and just be open to wisdom from God. But would we be more excited about a court victory than we are about salvation? Are we so excited like we, we are going to put up a fight and we're going to demand to be recognized when you walk into the land here like the like these leaders and look the the, the land the leaders are not the the leadership of the world is not favorable to the church they're especially those that are unbelievers in places of office they, they don't respect the church they don't believe in the church they don't that they, they are blinded spiritually and and here we are as leaders what are we going to promote I'm not going to promote, yay, we won a victory, as much as I'm going to promote, yay, we have a spiritual battle that we're fighting, a spiritual battle. And I think about it, of the 12 men that went out, 10 of them came back with a demoralizing response and ruined a whole generation. And it just reminded me, as we were talking with the team yesterday, that our response during this time can either encourage a generation or ruin a generation perhaps that we're what what we find with Caleb and Joshua is they came back with a positive response to the word of God they got the they they want to you know Caleb's trying to quiet the people to hey wait a minute get your eyes back on the Lord like we're going to do what God's called us to do and how important it is to keep our eyes on the Lord and not on circumstances. And when we come to these times when we don't know what to do and we don't know exactly what decisions to make, we want to fall back on the things that we do know. And I can say as a pastor and a leader, I am not interested in getting our and discipling our church to be excited, more excited about a court case than they are about sharing the gospel with their neighbors.
And, and even as I record this, we just had a service last night uh, in person and three people responded to the gospel. And I prayed with them to receive the Lord while their masks were on or their face coverings were on. They re entered into the kingdom of God. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not a. I'm not in favor of all these restrictions, and I, I'm. They, they make me uncomfortable too. But I, we've got to lead during difficult times, and times of change and chaos. Often, if there was ever a time, if there was ever a time when this verse comes to light, you know, fast forwarding now into the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. So I want to fast forward all the way to Second Timothy. Because sometimes this verse is misunderstood, and I just want to bring clarity to it so you understand, uh, you that are leading the church right now, you that are following leaders. Um, Paul is writing to young Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and he says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead as if at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke exhort with all long suffering for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires because they have itching ears will heap up for themselves teachers and they'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables now of course timothy had his own issues in his own church of things that were tickling ears that were itching but many people interpret verse three, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine as if that's speaking of unbelievers. It's not, it's speaking of the church. And if there was ever a time you're witnessing right now, itching ears among believers because of their personal preferences, it's now. We literally have people leaving from the door of our church to go to another nearby church because that nearby church is not handling this crisis like we are. I mean, this is their church. This is where they worship. This is where their kids are growing up. But because we're handling it in such and such a way, not a sinful way, just a more cautious approach, a more uh, measured approach of patience, preference, humility, another church down the street or down the road or down the highway is doing things differently and no restrictions. And don't worry, we don't believe the virus and we don't. Listen, we need to preach the word in love and convince and rebuke and exhort. Because this is all a test. This is a test. And because so many things are outside of our control, you find people really wrestling for control so that they can control something, their own comfort, their own ease. And if they don't agree, automatically there's opposition. And if you lead, if you're leading correctly, like these two spies, you can often feel like you're in the minority. And if you feel like you're in the minority right now, you're in good company with men like Joshua and Caleb. And you too need to be focused on the word of God for your own life. Focused on the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Being faithful to do what God has called you to do so that you can continue to love and serve the people. It's good to be reminded that, you know, God is not hindered by the government, uh, that, that there are limitations maybe on buildings and gatherings, but God is never limited by the God. God, he rules over the governments of man. And we can't be more excited by a court ruling than what God is doing in people's lives with the gospel. Nothing changes 
for the church. It continues to do what it's always done. It continues to find a way when there is no way. And we want to celebrate the victories of changed lives. We want to celebrate the victories of ministering to the poor and to the needy. We want to celebrate the victories of, yes, we come together in worship and prayer and Bible study, but how are we discipling as leaders? How, how are we discipling our kids, the people that are calling the church, the people that are reaching out to the radio stations and calling live call-in shows and coming to services are very, very broken. Marriages, pornography, grief, wayward kids, prodigals, hopelessness, addictions. And can I say, I, I even spoke to a young man last night for great length, first time in our church. He, he didn't care about mask. That wasn't the thing on his mind. The thing on his mind were the things in his life. He didn't stop for a moment and go, you know, I can't, st I don't, I don't even know why I'm here. I, I don't want to wear, like, no, he began to share X, Y, and Z with me of his life. I got to pray with him and encourage him. You know, somebody praying for a prodigal kid, they don't care about masks. Someone dealing with addiction do doesn't care about restrictions. And every moment that you're distracted by circumstances is a moment that we're no longer faithfully aware of the movement of the Holy Spirit among us. And so what was Timothy called to do? He, uh, he was told to preach the word, to be ready, to be available. And so today I, on Lead to Serve, it's a special broadcast. I just plead with you to be ready, to see ourselves not as a segment of the body, but as a part of the whole, to resist division to resist putting other ministries down or other churches down or other believers down, but jumping in full force, not, not, not really getting caught up in the momentary issues that, you know, the pulpit was given to man to preach the gospel. That's the purpose of that pulpit is for the edification of the body through the teaching of the word of God. Paul was very clear to Timothy because Timothy's going through all this stuff, right? He's got all these issues. What's happening? People are upset. People are leaving. People are mad. Timothy, fellow leader, Ed, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince people, pastor. Rebuke people, leader. Exhort people. Be long-suffering, but teach them, it says, 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. Because the time will come when many in the church won't endure sound doctrine. You know, here at Calvary Chapel, we've always used that when we're teaching this. Oh, you know, people won't endure the verse-by-verse -verse systematic teaching of the Word of God, the expository teaching. But that's a great application, but that's not the interpretation. What won't be endured is the sound teaching that convinces, that rebukes, that exhorts, that teaches. We have a responsibility to teach people as a part of the whole, not just a segment, because this trial that we're in is going to end. And we're discipling people for the next trial. How do we endure? How do we make it through? And we, we, we want not to be distracted ourselves so we can help people not to be distracted so that we can get their eyes on the Lord, get their eyes in sharing the gospel so that the hopeless will find hope and, and we will be the ones to help them get there. And, you know, when the election ends and there's 
either a, another four years of this administration or a new administration, there'll still be a group of people that are discontented. There'll still be a group of people that are upset. It, it, still, the country will still be just as divided as ever has been. And the mask rulings and the lawsuits, they don't simplify things. They only complicate things. And it's just another distraction. You know, we're not going to have a mask burning service when this is all over. So it was, yay, yay, oh, we can stick it to the man. No, no, we recognize the role of government and we know government overreaches. You, you might look at him and go, oh, you know, Ed just, he just says, do it and uh, don't, don't, uh, don't say a word. No, 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 no. You miss, please don't misunderstand me. Um, I recognize government overreach. I can see it. I experience it in our own state. I, 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 I understand the same things that you're seeing, the foundation of our country. Uh, I was listening recently to a guy teaching a work, teaching a, uh, what he called a Bible study, but for 20 minutes, he shared about the government and the history of the government and all. And I'm like, I, I started thinking, how's that message going to preach in Thailand? How's it going to preach in Ukraine? Where, how will the gospel, how will the word of God get into the hearts of people and transform lives? That's what our pulpits need. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be preaching the word. And the more and more distractions that come, the more and more opinions that come, the more and more divisions come or more temptations that get our eyes off the Lord. And what's needed is endurance, this sense of lifting up and supporting. That's what the word endure means here in verse 3 of Second Timothy, the lifting up and supporting of the teaching of God's word and receiving it. And so we spent a lot of time uh, with our staff yesterday and our team to uh, just be reminded we can't get caught up in all the confusion. We've got to lead people to the one thing that always matters, the gospel, that Jesus Christ was lived, died, and rose again. And I want to acknowledge that I know it's hard right now. And I know it's difficult and I know it's challenging for you. It's challenging for all of us. And I know that people are leaving your church. People are mad. Uh, there are um, other churches in town that seem to have uh, a larger draw because they might be preaching a different message or taking a different approach. But be fully convinced in your own mind as the Holy Spirit leads you to preach the word be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. And just for those that, that have stuck with me to the end uh, that may think that I don't love our country, I do. I love this country. I love the freedoms that we have. I'm grateful for the men and women that have gone before us and laid their lives down for the very freedoms. I'm not anti-freedom at all. Uh, I believe that we are to participate in our government. I believe that we are to be godly men and women living out our lives within the construct of our country and that we're to vote our biblical conscience and we're to vote uh, for, you know, remember Jesus is not on the ballot. So we can't vote for perfection and righteousness. We're voting for sinfully flawed men and we need to cast that vote with a clean conscience before the Lord for the issues and the things that are going to affect our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids. I believe in that. But my calling as a pastor shepherd is to lead you to the one who will lead you. 
the Holy Spirit. I believe God is your, I believe Jesus is the chief shepherd. And the best thing I can do is lead you to the shepherd, not encourage distraction. I'm not going to encourage distraction in you. I'm not going to encourage you to get excited about things that don't matter, that won't last forever. I want you to be excited about the things of God. I want you to be talking about the things of God. I want you to be living out the things of God. I want us to come together and worship so that we can leave uh, and affect our culture and our community. And, and so it's important to remember our influence. It's important to remember on this special edition of the podcast that we do have influence. We're not spies. We're not, uh, we're, we're not, the t- we're not the sum of the title of our role within the body. We are leaders communicating an established word. God's word is fixed. God's promises are sure. And yeah, governments come and go. Oppression comes and goes. Difficulties come and go. And we will stand up for what is right. And we will stand up for what is good. And we will stand up for what is holy. And we will stand up for what God has given but we will preach the word and we will teach the word and we will convince. And so today, if you're a leader in God's church and you're tired and you're weary uh, and it's hard, I'm sorry, it is. I'm sorry that you're tired and weary. We're all a little bit under the pressure of what's going, but as you prepare for what God has given to you, keep, keep keep your eyes on the Lord and also point others to the Lord. And we'll get through this together and the Lord will strengthen us. And even if we have to die to ourselves, I mean, it's, 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 let's do it. Let's be patient with one another. Let's show preference to one another. And let's continue to go down in, un- in humility, right? Jesus said, the greatest in God's kingdom is a servant of all. So I'd love to hear from you. Uh, contact me through the website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. Uh, you can contact me through there, through my social media outlets, communicate with me directly, email me, ed at edtaylor.org. I'd love to hear from you. Agree, disagree, add, subtract. I'd love to hear that the Lord is doing in your life. Know that we're praying for you. And we're encouraged by you. And I hope this little time was a strength and an encouragement for you. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed Taylor a leadership podcast from Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. If you have a leadership question you want to hear answered on a future Lead to Serve podcast, please email it to pastored at calvaryco.church. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes and share us with your friends on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Lead to Serve podcast.